Thanks for listening. For earlier access to these episodes, access to Ask Me Anything sessions, and extended breakdowns of historical and current events, please consider joining our warning premium community by clicking the link in the description to this episode. It is most important in this hour of American crisis to think ahead, to look out over the horizon towards the day when this rancid era has ended, when it becomes the subject of study, when historians evaluate this period and wonder, how is it that America's democracy entered such crisis at a time of relative peace and prosperity? How is it that the demagogue rose? How is it that so many tens of millions became faithless towards American democracy that has been sustained through sacrifices that beggar the imagination? How could it be that so many Americans that stand tall when the flag passes by, that take their hats off when the national anthem is sung. How could it be that so many of those people became so disconnected to the idea and ideals of the country that they would lose sight of the fact that everything is sustained by the choice and the birthright of the American people to sustain their leaders? When the moment comes that historians study this era, What they will be drawn to is the billion-dollar conflict industry towards the media of this era, towards Laura Ingram and Tucker Carlson, towards Fox News and Rupert Murdoch, towards the Eric Bowlings of the world. He sat down for an interview with Donald Trump. Eric Bowling, of course, was fired from Fox News, like Trump's soon-to-be daughter-in-law, Kimberly Guilfoyle who was also fired for sexual misconduct, which seems to be the fate of most of Fox News' hosts over time. At any rate, Eric Bowling sat down with Donald Trump. The Trump performance is predictable, unhinged, deranged. He attacks prosecutor Jack Smith, and he attacks prosecutor Fannie Willis, the Atlanta district attorney. With regard to Fannie Willis, the attacks are overtly racist. It turns out, at least according to Trump, that Fannie Willis's father may have been a Black Panther, God forbid, 40 years ago. It would certainly disqualify her from prosecuting the former president for trying to overthrow the election in the state of Georgia in 2023. Eric Bowling also smears the district attorney by intimating that she's been sexually involved with Atlanta gang members. Remember, the district attorney in Atlanta is the chief law enforcement officer of the city, and she is being smeared, smeared by two white men, a black woman, as sexually promiscuous, as being involved with gang members, with criminals. Donald Trump is desperate, and the right-wing media is frightened. Watching Donald Trump has become tedious, boring. It explains the ratings collapse of so much of the news media. It's simply hard to watch. There's nothing new to be said. Yet there are things that must be said. 
don't watch Donald Trump in this interview. Watch Eric Bowling. Watch the interviewer to appreciate fully the scale of the dishonesty in this era. The next question, uh, Jack Smith. Yeah. Biden gets Merrick Garland to get Jack Smith to do these investigations of you. Deranged. He's like a deranged human being. Well, I watch this guy. Talk, yeah, what's his motivation? What's I going think on I think he's just a sick guy. A uh, he's like a deranged individual. And I think we're doing very well with that guy, but he is, uh, he's a sick puppy. Fannie Willis, the prosecutor in Georgia, they're setting up barricades outside the, the Georgia. Terrible, they're, terrible, they're, terrible. They're in preparation, obviously, I would assume, for an indictment. What are your thoughts of her? Because there's some discussion that she may have some questionable background. I, you know, there's some, her father may or may not have been in Black Panther. I think that was discussed. She's had perhaps incorrect relationships with some of the people, some of the gang members that she's also prosecuting right now. Can she give you a fair shake? No, of course not. Uh, this woman is not a capable woman. She's a woman that has, uh, I mean, and maybe she'll change her mind. And I don't know what she's doing. I really don't know. Donald Trump in this interview is a frightened man. But let's unpack it. Again, keep your eyes on Eric Bowling not on Donald Trump. There would be no Donald Trump without the dishonesty of so many Eric Bowlings. The first thing to appreciate is that Eric Bowling is sitting across from a man who lied to the American people without argument, without debate, more than, wait for it, 35,000 times during his presidency. He is, without any question, the most prolific public liar in American history. But none of that matters. The truth has come to stand equal with the lie in American society because of the billion-dollar profits associated with lying. Eric Bowling appreciates this. He'll say anything. He'll tell you anything, so long as he gets to do it on a camera. There are no boundaries. There are no borders. This is what propaganda looks like. And specifically, when it comes to Jack Smith, it's old school propaganda, Soviet style, Nazi style. Most Americans don't have an appreciation that political opposition in autocratic and totalitarian societies, is always rooted in mental illness, mental defect. There is no legitimate opposition. Thus, there are no legitimate differences. Because there are no legitimate differences of opinion, because freedom of speech is suppressed, because freedom of conscience is suppressed, because the human dignity of the human being is suppressed. There are no basic rights. So when a human being strains towards freedom, towards liberty, towards a recognition of their innate dignity, the dictator always responds, always with the same message. That yearning for freedom is a sign of mental illness.
of sickness. And so what Donald Trump is doing is precisely what a Pinochet or a Mussolini or a Putin or a Hitler would do. He is stigmatizing his opponents as mentally ill. He is trying to say that the prosecutor who is enforcing the law, who is standing for the people, making an accusation of a crime, is doing so as a function of his mental illness. What is it that you do with the mentally ill in the criminally insane in a totalitarian society? What do you do in a totalitarian society with the defective people? You lock them up. You throw away the key. You execute them. That's what you're seeing here in this interview. It's un-American. It's deliberate. It's premeditated. And what it shows is a gathering storm, danger, a tide rising that is poisonous and deeply so. Anybody who doesn't appreciate the threat level that has come to rise from Donald Trump and the appeasement shown towards his deranged behavior is deeply, deeply naive. Thank you for listening to my political commentary. If you like what you heard today, please also consider subscribing to The Warning, daily newsletter on Substack. Our democracy hangs in the balance. The 2024 presidential election is the most consequential in America's history. It's not hyperbole. It's a fact. That is why the mission of The Warning with Steve Schmidt is to help readers orient to the currents that are shaping our times and the unseen forces driving politics that are very rarely discussed on cable news. Please sign up at Steve Schmidt, S-T-E-V-E-S-C-H-M-I-D-T dot substack dot com or at the link in the show notes section below. Thank you to each and every one of you for listening and watching. Donald Trump has dominated America's culture and our society for eight long years. Donald Trump has been ubiquitous in the faces of the American people, smothering them, oppressing them with his presence, brought to the American people on a constant, unrelenting basis by America's news media for seven long years. Jake Tapper sat down with Charlie Sykes, and he talked about the coverage of Donald Trump. And we talked about was Trump manipulating the news media, in essence, and in effect, tricking them into situations where they gave Trump wall-to-wall coverage. A specific example was the instance when Donald Trump called a news conference to hold forth on the question of Barack Obama's birth certificate. The media kept the cameras on his empty podium for hours as they speculated what it is that he might say. And then he came on television, said none of those things, attacked some more, and then left. 
satisfied with having manipulated the media. That's how Tapper saw it. The media was manipulated. The media was not manipulated. The media was there as willing partners, cashing in with their business partner, Donald Trump, making billions in profit for a sick show that would come over time to dominate American democracy, to poison it, to hurt it, to harm it. The American people have been on the receiving end of a funhouse mirror, a show, an autocratic freak show, sponsored by and brought to the American people by Donald Trump and the Trump family, and again, a witting, accompanying, collaborating media and political class that has risen on a tide of ill will and cowardice. We have a great crisis of cowardice in America. The fact that the entirety of a political party has succumbed to it means America's democracy, as Judge Michael Ludick has said, is in grave crisis. It simply can't function with one political party. It's what George Washington understood about the threat that political parties posed to the nation from the very beginning. It's what he warned the country about, and it has come to pass. Partisanship, factional loyalty has dominated patriotism. People's loyalty to their tribe has come to mean something greater to them than loyalty to the nation, to the country, to the flag. It's what makes this such a despicable hour. How can it possibly be that the Kevin McCarthy's of the world have come to care more about the Republican Party than their country? When the Republican Party was born, it came into existence to fight the greatest evil in the history of America, which is American slavery. When it came into existence, it was because of the moral collapse of the Whig Party over the question of slavery. At the hour of the Republican Party's birth, Horace Greeley, the editor of the New York Tribune, said that the occasion of the Missouri Compromise's collapse the passage of the Kansas-Nebraska Act, which expanded slavery into the westward territories, would mark an occasion that would give rise to the birth of a new political party. The greatest party for freedom in the history of the world is what he said would be born. And that party, the Republican Party, that came alive in 1854, is the third oldest political party in the world. It is the party that elected Abraham Lincoln to the presidency and saved the Union. It is the party of James Garfield and Teddy Roosevelt and Dwight Eisenhower. And as Michael Ludig said, it doesn't exist anymore. John Kennedy talked about this 
in his last major address at Amherst College. He posed a question. What is the purpose of a political party if it is not to expand national greatness? It serves no purpose. Like the Republican Party of today, it is a hollow vessel for the ambitions of a single man. It is a vessel carrying a poison, and that poison is lethal to freedom, to liberty, to democracy. The poison is a totalitarian mindset. It is the mindset that says every person is out to get you. Every opponent is sick. Every sick person needs to be locked up, and there is no tolerance for opposing views, opposing conviction. Every opponent is an enemy to be destroyed. That is what the nature of Trumpism is, and it is antithetical, lock, stock, and barrel from the concept, the idea, and the ideal of Americanism.